Hello, mate. How the fuck are ya? What's going on? Um, my energy is low, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, my energy is not high. Uh, is another way to put it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> had this the other day as well. Weird feeling. It's, um... This is so fucking wank. It's a bizarre um, little... Uh, I can feel like a little switch flick in my head just before I... Uh, just As that music comes on, I listen to the... Uh, when I press, when I record this, I have the music play in my headphones as a way of like triggering my brain to be like, podcast time, baby. Fucking get ready for it. And um, when we do the Vibe Union podcast, we have a bit of a chat and then, and then do the... Um, <clears throat> Same intro, basically. The hey, welcome to the Vibe Union podcast, baby. Blah 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 blah. <clears throat> has to trick my brain. It's to trigger my brain into doing doing the thing, switching into, uh, I, yeah, a performance mode of sorts. A um, don't stop talking, no dead air mode. Fill the space mode. <clears throat> uh, and when you don't have energy for it, uh, it feels very bizarre. I guess it's like starting it, trying to start a car in the cold back in the day. I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. I feel like there's better starter engines now. Um, but back in the day, starting a car up in the in the in the icy uh, in the icy um, central Victoria winter months. <clears throat> oh shit! We're not gonna make it to school, mate. Um. <clears throat> And the reason being I feel run down. I'm always... <laughs> I'm perplexed by this one. I'm perplexed by this one. Because it make it, it, uh, it reminds me that um, there is too many fucking variables. <laughs> I feel achy. I feel achy. Like, like I'm getting sick, but I can usually tell. I can usually tell when there's this, this type of... Um, like my body's fighting something. Definitely is fighting something. Um, but it's winning <laughs> very quickly. Uh, it happens like fairly frequently. I've had a good little spell of not having it, but um, often it's like every, sometimes even every two or so weeks, um, there'll be two days of just feeling like, oh god, a bit, a bit achy, a bit um, inflamed. I don't know. Even went to a doctor about it. And they were like, yeah, I know this this is not what you want to hear, but it actually sounds like your <laughs> your um, immune system is working really well. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's kind of annoying. Um, but I, yeah, I guess it makes sense <clears throat> that the body is has an immune response. The body is like, hey, on, something's going on. And to be fair, you know, I serve cunts coffee every fucking day. No, I don't serve, not every day. I dropped a day at work now. I only do one fucking day. I, I serve motherfuckers at uh, coffee. I am at, uh, at gigs, at events. I'm on public transport. I'm in the city, you know? It's, you're going to, everything's getting thrown at you every fucking day. <clears throat> and so your body's constantly in fight, fighting mode. Them's fighting words. And, um... But it reminds me, it makes me think of just like the variables when it comes to life in general. But health is such a good one and um, it's a terrifying one. One that is so consuming uh, when you are at all unhappy with what your body's doing or you're unwell. It is so terrifying. 
because it's the unknown. You just, it's you, it's your own fucking body, you don't know what the fuck it's doing. Um, thinking of like, um, even like, uh, obviously like different illnesses and whatnot, but, but maybe a better example is like some people, some people fucking get liver disease and die. Some people smoke and get cancer and die in like their 20s, maybe early 30s. Some people like, <laughs> this is really, I actually kind of curse that this is the case, but um, several of my family members just drink like fucking fish, you know? And um, and they might die in their like 80s, you know? But that's pretty good, right? <laughs> I'll take that. And I don't, and I actually, I said that to someone recently, and they're like, oh, that's good, that's good that your family is like, um, resilient. I'm like, ah, yeah, sort of, but I don't know if that's the case for me. <laughs> yeah, it might be passed down genetically, but maybe. We don't fucking know. We don't really fucking know. We don't fucking know anything. But let's assume, even if it is passed down genetically, it's not 100% chance. <clears throat> Genes skip generations, you know? Um, and the human body is complex and you have no idea. And also you don't really know, you need to know, you need to compare every aspect of their lifestyle compared to with exactly how many drinks they've ever had in what uh, frequency and then apply it to yourself and see if you, are you going to be the same or are you going to die when you're 40? <clears throat> Who fucking knows? Um, all the complexities of life, it's terrifying. <laughs> How do you give yourself to how do you give yourself to the chaos? How do you give yourself to the fact that there is uh, there is no certainty? Oh, I was reading I was watching a great video about this the other day. <coughs> about um, anxiety. And I want to clarify something, because something that the video did not really address. I think for me personally, I find that there's different types of anxiety, right? There's there's really like kind of mental anxiety where it's really based on a particular thought or feeling, and then there's sort of, um, at least for me, there's uh, more just physical anxiety or unjustified anxiety. Well, you can have an assumption of where it's coming from, but, like, that's kind of where social anxiety really sits for me is, like, social anxiety is more, like, just from my personal social anxiety. It, it just feels more physical, and I can... I'm very... My, my inner dialogue, my inner monologue is very... Uh, for the most part, pretty kind to myself. <coughs> oh, Lord. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> I give myself a wide berth. And, um, <coughs> I mean, I call myself a fucking dickhead because I'm, I am a big fucking dickhead. But who, do, who doesn't love a lovable dickhead <laughs> who runs his, his mouth um, and decides to have another podcast? Um, but they, yeah, the social anxiety is like, I know nothing's happening, but there's a physical anxiety. But the anxiety of just existence, just existing, the, the shit that you, you wake up in the morning and go, why anything? Why all this? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, and we are, yeah, I, the video is basically just saying, I, it was a philosopher, I can't remember the fucking name. Um, they're dead now, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and uh, they're talking about like this, humans are um, fortunately and unfortunately blessed with the understanding of the complexities. We understand that we don't know anything. <laughs> I think this is the main point, right? It's um, 
We understand that there is impossible complexities and we understand that we will maybe never understand all those complexities. And so when you start to feel a bit achy in the morning or you look at your um, family members who have smoked and drunk and fucking did all kinds of shit and survived cancer multiple times and they live to their fucking 80s and you're like, fucking hell. Why does this motherfucker not die? (laughs) And then why do some people do? get cancer once in their fucking 20s and die. <clears throat> Not that I've known anyone to do that, but it's, um, you know, it's chaos, madness. And humans are blessed with the understanding that that chaos exists and not being able to fully understand it, though, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so the anxiety is, is, um, is just dealing with that. It's but not in a way of like just freaking out, but rather using it as a compass of um, kind of what you actually care about, what you do fear of losing, what you do fear, where you feel fear, lack of control. Um, <clears throat> and when in terms of creativity, using it as a, um, yeah, using it as a guide and a check on yourself. Um, example of this, example of this, this is an, I, I should re, I should have rewatched the video. I wasn't going to talk about this, but you never know what you're going to fucking talk about when you start recording. Um, <clears throat> I mean, some podcasts plan, uh, until I feel like I'm never going to do that. It's not, it's, it defeats the purpose of a, of a podcast for me. The point is to put thoughts, um, get them out of my head into this format. It's easier to speak them. Sort of like, I, this sounds wank. I'm not saying this is a fucking, this is an educational podcast. Rather, um, you know, the the easy, the best way to uh, to grasp a concept is to, is to teach it, right? Um, let's rephrase that too. The best way to understand a concept is to explain it. And so if I've got thoughts kicking around in my head, just all jumbled up, chaotic nonsense, then perhaps it's going to help me to say it out loud. Good example of the anxiety being a guide or a check against yourself is um, is stage fright. I think stage fright is a great one. Um, you don't always want stage 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 fright associated with the start, which is just like, oh, I don't want I don't want to be up there at all. I'm terrified of being up there at all. <laughs> that is not necessarily good. But um, I will use an example of um, dead air, dead air on stage. When you feel the anxiety creep up in your chest of like, oh God, I'm not, I'm not, uh, my, my onstage banter isn't hitting. And I, you see that all the time with like bands and stuff like that. <clears throat> bands and, and, and other types of performances. You'll see people on, on stage and there's just a, there's a, there's a lull that sort of, sort of should be filled. Doesn't have to be filled, but it sh- sort of should be filled. Or especially you see that they want to fill it and they don't know how to fill it. Um, I think that, that anxiety around that sucks, but it also means that you give a shit and that you should fill it. <laughs> and so you will get better. You will get better, or you'll just keep. You'll you'll end up resenting it. You'll end up resenting it if you don't follow through that with those um with those things that you are anxious about. <clears throat> you will um just end up resenting doing the thing. I think because you'll just every, that's all you'll think about. That's all you'll fucking think about. Um. <sighs> 
it might tie into the, my main point today. My main point today. <clears throat> I've been thinking about my project and I've talked a lot about my album uh, on this fucking podcast. And um, part of the... So I've had this real anxiety about it at the moment um, because it doesn't sound, to me, professional. It doesn't sound as convincing as I would like it to be. Uh, Which I think to a a number of people will kind of scoff at. uh, I've had people say to me that... Your music sounds fucking great, mate. Your music sounds very professional. How did you do this in your bedroom? Um, which, I guess two things. I guess, um, obviously, we're our own worst critic, and so we're going to always hear the imperfections. Second of all, for people who don't listen to uh, music as critically as perhaps musicians and creators of music do, they might not pick up on that kind of stuff. Um, but also in this particular case, I, I think, I don't know if this is, again, if this sounds wank, but I think I make decently unique music. Um, I, I don't really hear a lot of stuff that sounds like what I do. Um, I hear the. I know the influences. I hear the. I, I, I hear my influences come through very strongly in what I do. But in terms of the actual final jumbled mess <laughs> of influences, it's a particular. It's a particular smoothie. It's a particular little soup of of bullshit. Um, there's a lot of roughness to it. There's a lot of rawness to it. I don't. I don't. I don't polish in general, really. Um, my the only place maybe is like my poster design is a, maybe a little bit more refined than most things that I do. But even then, it's still like it's still pretty slapped together because I'm not studied. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm really bullshitting my way through everything that I do, <laughs> which is part of the part of the course when it comes to making a lot of stuff. And we've talked about the. We've talk- I've I've rambled on <laughs> by myself in my apartment about the generalist versus the specialist, and within that the specialist um, strives for um, refinement, detail, finesse, while the generalist might look at the project overall and just achieve functionality and completion <laughs> of the product itself, right? And I feel like that's me to a fucking T is just, oh, I, I just want to get it done. I just want to get it done and move on. I want to love it. I want to be very proud of the product that I make, but I also just want to move on to the next thing. So that means there's going to be a lot of stuff that is unrefined and a little janky. I'm trying to embrace the jank. I joke about it when it comes to my tabletop miniatures the and the terrain I make, that some of that shit is pretty fucking janky. It's slapped together as part of the style, in a way, but not to me. <laughs> That's the thing, right? So when I see other artists who embrace this, there's an artist, there's a, there's an artist and a tabletop uh, blogger uh, or video blogger and... Um, 
and creator um, goes by Miscast. He's an Aussie bloke. I really want to fucking meet him because he, he seems like a fucking legend. Um, and he uh, makes his own miniatures and a bunch of other stuff. He's an incredible artist. And he has a very, he reminds, <laughs> he reminds me of myself. I keep finding creators in that kind of space, both him and like Adam Savage of Mythbusters fame and what have you. And just these, um, these uh, chaotic minds um, that appear, appear, appear to be generalists. Um, I really relate to the way they communicate and the way they move and just watching them <laughs> tornado themselves around their workshops is very um, cathartic to me. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, his style, he even talks about how it's, it is very slapped together and that he, rather he, he knows his shortcomings as a technical artist and he finds very stylistic approaches to uh, overcome those shortcomings. And so where, I think he even said like he's not, he doesn't really work with color all that well in a 2D space. And so he, he works with whiteout and markers to create this really fucking amazing artwork. Very stylized, very, very cool. Technically, very rough. And the way he draws in general is very kind of like, um, just keep going until it looks like something, you know? Um, rather than like, uh, yeah, there's not, there's not so much of a refined goal, idea, or anything like that. There's not like sketch, 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 and then do the final piece rendered beautifully. There's just like a... It's very sketchy. It's very rough. And to an onlooker, that's cool as fuck. Um, there's a real humbleness to it, which is very attractive. There's a... Um, I think humans really like that raw style. We actually really... Sorry. Oh, my God. This coffee is hitting weird. Um, there's a real rough style. I think humans really like imperfections. I think... Really refined shit makes us gag. <laughs> like that's why we. That's why um, there's always. I, I I was told this by a music my music industry teacher when I was um, in high school. That um, and then I don't know if this is entirely true. And I guess this is, this was probably maybe more true when it came to when prior to the internet. Um, I, I imagine the cycle is faster now, but there was a cycle of basically 10 years, roughly, of things would get, at the start, they would start quite rough of something, right, of, of a style, and they would get more and more refined, especially as more and more money got pumped pumped into it, right? Looking at something like grunge, grunge and, like, garage rock and stuff like that, of the 90s, more like 2000s, I guess. No, 90s, right? I feel like, uh, am I wrong with this one? This might be a bad example. I think this was right. Let's let's ignoring if my decades are off. The idea is something like you start with, or rather you you end with something very very polished. Let's say um, late eighties, late eighties when electronic music and pop, electronic music had really infused with pop music, and pop music was really big, polished, and um, yeah, really uh, pro massive production value, massive spectacle. Um, all well and good, fucking amazing, right? But then 
then there's maybe the counter to that. People are like, well, I want something a little bit different. And then you get things like the White Stripes and you get things like Nirvana and whatnot. And you get just, let's strip it all back down to what it's, let's strip it back down to the fundamentals, which is just people bashing away on guitars and singing their guts out. Uh, and people fucking love that shit. And then that gets kind of picked up by the industry and gets more and more refined and more and more refined. Um, I mean, even just looking at something like fucking like Green Day, early Green Day to late Green Day, production value just fucking skyrockets, right? Um, which I think maybe basing it on a single band is probably a bad example, but in terms of following the sonic evolution there, um, when... Th- that's exciting because then you get to you get to do bigger um, scale kind of productions and 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 uh, be really dramatic, which is a lot of fun. Um, but then when you get more and more refined, when you start like something like rock, when you take something like rock and you clean it the fuck up, for me it loses everything. It loses what it's supposed to sound like. It loses um, the fucking soul of it. Um, I don't listen to metal, but whenever I've listened to metal that's like really fucking clean, I just I I don't get it. I get it in the space of video games and stuff like that. I I quite like that, but when it comes to the sound of squeaky clean guitars and bass and drums, really clean drums and the whole yeah, the whole production is just perfectly produced, almost like it's an orchestral piece or or an electronic production and I just, I just want some rawness. I want to hear that they're in the same room. I want some bleed in the microphones. I want some fucking chaos. Um, I, that's always been my, I've always been attracted to that kind of stuff. The more polished stuff, even with, with pop music, with when, if it's too polished, I can't do it. I can't really do it. Um, I don't listen to a lot of it. I think mainly for that reason, the really clean polished sound just doesn't interest me. Um, and that goes for my production as well. Listening to this, the, the hip hop that I listen to is all just like lo-fi chill shit. I mean, no, not necessarily chill, but like the underground has a habit of just like, you know, you're, you're sampling old records that already are worn, beat up, have fucking vinyl dust and shit on there. Right. Uh, vinyl crackle. And then, and so then you're adding a bunch of fucking, um, blown out drums on top of that shit. Like it sounds fucking crazy <laughs> and I love it it's chaotic but it's very convincing um, the thing is then then when you're listening to as an outsider it all looks really fucking cool but then as in when you're creating something that's a bit fucking janky when do you know the difference when do you know the line between this is the good jank this is the good um this is the good grime, this is the good chaos, uh, and when am I just not refining it enough? Because there's a line. You don't want to just go completely unrefined. Uh, Otherwise you wouldn't mix it, you wouldn't master it, you might just fucking record um, your vocals on your phone, call it a day, and you might be like, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be like that. I don't want that. There's a different. There's a line somewhere between... Full jank demo vibes, um, which would be, I guess, in a sense, the rawest sound. Uh, and then there's the high production value and the clean um, sound and everything's really refined, which is also 
in this case, unobtainable. <laughs> so there's, I guess that's maybe where, I, I mean, that's why I'm frustrated is because like, is this part of my sound? Is this part of what I want to do? Or is it just because I don't have the money or the time to make this perfect? And would I be happier with it if it was like that? Would I even be making this kind of stuff if I was like, if I had that kind of cash? I don't know. I don't really have an answer for this one. I don't really have an answer for this one, but I guess if I was to give advice to myself, which I will never take, people will like the rawness. People will like that shit. People will like the organic, authentic sound. Try and embrace it, but also try and refine your shit. Try and get better. Try and do try and hit the um, expectations that you set for yourself. And again, like before, if I'm anxious about parts of it not sounding good enough, is that because I actually really give a shit about that sounding different? I want that to sound better. Then the, but then the question is, do I fix it on this one or do I fix it on the next one? I think the answer is I fix it on the next one. Always. Always fix it on the next one. Always keep moving and move on to the next thing. Because you've learned, as I said a couple of episodes back, this is the end of an era. It's not the beginning. The beginning starts once the album releases and I move on to the next project, having learned everything that I've learned from this one. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, mate, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for this one. Just rambling. Just rambling. Low on energy. Feeling a bit... Um, I'm feeling okay today about the project. I worked with it um, yesterday with my partner and, and she made me feel a lot better about it. It's really good working with other people. That fucking changes things a lot. Um, and I was working with a feature yesterday as well. That was really fucking cool. That helps a lot. But, um, but yeah, scared of the jank, but want to embrace the jank. <laughs> hey, everybody, make some janky shit. I think I'm going to call it as a short one today. I think that might be beneficial for some people. I think people will prefer that. I've got shit to do today anyway. 26 minutes. Hey. I love you very much. Be well. Um, keep making shit. Or not, if you're not feeling it, you know. Just hang, just hang out. Why not? Um, shoot me messages about what you're working on. If you've got fucking thoughts, if you've, if you've got... Things in your head that you're like, oh God, what am I doing with my life? Creatively speaking. I mean, I can give life advice, but I don't know, <laughs> don't know why you'd want that. <laughs> um, invest your money in, <laughs> in cryptocurrency. <laughs> like, like 13 years ago, though, would be best. <laughs> I had <laughs> I did the thing. I got into crypto when I was in, when we did lockdown, right? Very very briefly. But I always had this feeling in the pit of my chest that was like something's really off about this, and I stand by it all. It's just mini capitalists trying to scam each other. It's fucked. <laughs> it's so gross. It's such a fucked up industry. Um, and uh, but I had some left. I had it a little bit left in, in an account. And uh, the, a couple of weeks ago, I was um, 
really running low on funds. I was like, oh boy. Um, and so I looked at my account. Hey, I've actually got 60 bucks in cryptocurrency. All right, I'm going to take that out. I'm never going to, no, I don't want to have anything to fucking do with crypto. I'm taking this shit out. I'll have $60 to my like next paycheck. Hell yeah, baby. That'll sort me out. And then I take it out. And then <laughs> as soon, like I'm talking like within minutes of it going into my account, um, into my bank account, I got an automatic transfer for um, the firewall that I pay for on my Windows computer. Uh, came out and said, oh, yeah, hey, mate, just your yearly subscription to fucking whatever you use as a firewall. That'll be $60. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, good that I put it in because otherwise I would have been fucked without that, with even less money. <laughs> but still, there's a fucking, because there's a whole fuck around. I was trying to transfer this cryptocurrency out of the fucking account into my bank account. It took me fucking ages to figure it out. I'm like, yeah, I got 60 bucks and uh, I'll t- we'll take that. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. It's so funny when you're, when you're, I mean, I'm poor basically by choice. I could work more, but, um, I don't, I, I can't, I, I value my time too much. And, um, but it's funny when you are <laughs> running low on funds and things like that crop up and you're like, fuck it's, it is, it's expensive being broke, being broke. <laughs> that doesn't make sense in this particular case. I'm just fucking talking shit. All right. Bye-bye. I (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll see you next time. All right. Bloody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. All right. Yeah.